0: Another episode of The Naked Mindset, episode two. I, of course, again am the prodigal one, JB, joined by my co host, Sherry Sunshine. Oh, sorry. That, that's all right. How you doing, <laughs> Sherry? I'm good. And you? Not too bad. Coming off Thanksgiving week. How was your Thanksgiving? My Thanksgiving was
1: awesome and very different than it usually is. I actually went to Costa Rica. How was that? It was
0: awesome. Um,
1: I'm a big, big fan of nature, particularly foresty, rainforest-type areas mixed in with rivers. Um, and Costa Rica has a lot of that going on. So it was a really cool opportunity to to hike and get in contact with nature. And I was also with my husband, um, Sean Sizzle, and my dad. So I was with the men in my life, which was pretty cool.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. And uh, any tips for any of our listeners about Costa Rica? Any hacks?
1: Yeah, I think I think going Airbnb style or getting like private cabins, things of that nature is a much better bet than than getting a hotel. I personally enjoyed we, we split our time between the reno volcano la fortuna area and the beach area by um jaco and manuel antonio and i personally was a bigger fan of the mountain volcano side just because the vibe was more chill and it was more of a surfer town kind of vibe any new beaches gotta ask um not that i know of
0: Uh, you (laughs) didn't go to the right beaches then you didn't go to the right beaches
1: I guess I don't know. That's usually a a European thing. So maybe um, next next Thanksgiving I'll I'll give you better tips on that. Awesome. And uh, <laughs> what about you?
0: Yeah, I just um for those who don't know, Sherry and I are actually cousins. First cousins, our dads are brothers. So I I did the family thing here at home. Uh, our aunt had a little uh, get together, and the family went the usual stuff. Just everyone getting together, eating, jokes. Playing some dominoes, watching television, watching the football game, just um, you know some normal stuff, good family time, but yeah, um, we do want to wish everybody out there uh, a happy Thanksgiving for those who uh, who enjoyed it I, I know we haven 't been on the air for some time it was um you know, it was it was holiday time, so we wanted to take a little break, and also we wanted to get some feedback from you guys. And we had some amazing feedback; everyone loved the show, and we, you know, we got some really, really good feedback. So we really do appreciate that. And uh, we're we're here, episode two. We're going to be talking a little bit about interracial relationships, and uh, our guest tonight is going to be Sean Sizzle himself, Mister White Boy himself. <laughs> so he's going to be joining us in a couple of minutes. Uh, so we're gonna t- going to basically go into start here. We're going to start with our first segment. Sherry kind of debuted talked a little bit about yesterday, uh, last week, talking about cloud cases. So Sherry, can you go ahead and tell the people about cloud cases and what this is going to be, this weekly recurring segment?
1: Yeah. So cloud cases, um, for those of you that didn't catch our first segment, I am a flight attendant by day. And there is a lot of crazy situations, lots of crazy, funny, scary stories, um, about flight attendants and our beautiful, wonderful, um, United States American passengers. (laughs) America at its finest. (laughs) So yeah, I'll be sharing some stories. From that, and just sharing, sharing some experiences that I've had or other flight attendants I've had. Welcome aboard TNM Air. Please fasten your seatbelts and prepare for takeoff. Hey, everybody, thank you for listening into Cloud Cases. Today's story is going to be related to our topic of today's show, which happens to deal with interracial marriages. So, there was a time, so, for those that don't know, a lot of people. Don't understand that flight attendants really meet each other at the beginning of a trip. Um, for the most part, you don't fly with the same people very often. So, um, so in the beginning of a trip, we have a, a briefing where all the flight attendants and the, and the pilots meet each other and we introduce ourselves and things like that to get the day started. So I met one of the flight attendants for the first time on this trip and, her and I, you know, we did our service. We did all the things we were supposed to do and we had extra time. So we sat back on the jump seats and had um, chit-chatted for a while. And while we were chit-chatting, um, we were speaking, we were talking, you know, getting to know each other, speaking about, you know, our backgrounds, different things, um, where we're from, things like that. And she happens to um, tell me that she is of the Nation of Islam. That's her um, religious belief. And so if, you, if people don't know, the Nation of Islam is part of the Islamic Muslim umbrella, but it's quite not the same thing. It's more what I call the unofficial term, the bow tie Muslims. So it's like the Malcolm X... Um, Error type Muslims of, um, what's his name? Farrakhan. Is that his name? Yeah. And so it's not the typical middle Eastern Muslim that a lot of people are more familiar with. Anyhow. So she, um, she, you know, she was telling me all these things and then she started telling me that, you know, that speaking about, the Caucasian people about white people and that how they believe that white people are the devil and they're the essence of, um, you know, evil and everything that's wrong in the world. pretty much. So I'm just listening to her like, okay, okay. And, and then, and then, and then she asks me like two seconds later, she goes, so uh, are you married? And I said, yeah, I am. And so she says, is your husband Puerto Rican? Um, as well, and I said no, he's not. And she goes, oh, is he Indian? And I was like, no, he's not. And she goes, also, oh, where is he from? I was like, he's white. Blasphemy! <laughs> so the lady, like, I think she couldn't get any paler, and she just looked like Calgon, take me away, like let the world, let the earth open up and just swallow my ass. <laughs> and so. That's kind of my funny story for today, because it segues way into the topic of today and how different people make up a lot of different things about about race.
0: That's amazing. It's funny, but also at the same time, if it's, you really think about it, it's also it's sad. damn sad. Actually, um, is
1: what I would say. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> it, it's 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 funny for for what we're doing here, but it also is sad just the way mm-hmm. people think. But yeah, it's a it's a perfect segue into the topic today, which is interracial relationships slash marriages, and we're gonna go ahead and bring on our guest. Um, uh, the regular of the show, uh, you know, he's our motivational guy, is Sh- Sharita's husband, drinking his Jack Daniels.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Mr. Sean SZA himself, what's going on, brother? What's happening? Not much. So, ready to get into this topic? Let's do it. So, as we're going to do with all guests, we're going to well, have on this shit. Why
2: don't yeah. you just be real and open up the topic with... What you first thought of me? Can we move forward? <laughs> He's
0: still well, okay. stuck in that well, time. No, He's no. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. No, I, no. We're gonna be this, like we said from the beginning of this part of this show. We're gonna always be real, and I'm gonna say that. But before we go into that, <laughs> that very interesting um, summary. Sean, can you tell the people a little bit about yourself, what you're about, where you're from? You know, just as a, a brief synopsis of the book of Sean. Sure.
2: Um, I'm a military brat. Um, I'm originally from L.A., lower Alabama, um, North Florida. So I grew up there, ended up uh, joining the the service myself, spent three years in the Marine Corps and seven in the Army, been all over the place. Um, I've got four kids that I know about and love them to death and just uh, had a little grandbaby not too long ago little everly rose cute as can be um done it all been been everywhere done it all wow okay and done it all <laughs> and so <laughs> twice and <laughs> twice there you go so um what else you want to know
0: well we're gonna find out what else what else we, you do know and what, what, what you got in that little brain I've never been part of a cult Regardless So, of what so let, let's think. let's get that big fat ass elephant out of the room. So, here's the thing: for those who don't know, again, Sharita and I are cousins. We are, and Sherry's biracial. Her mother is Puerto Rican, and her father, which is my uncle, is Guyanese. If you don't know where Guyana is, look it up.
1: Yeah. So, it's a so non-speaking it, Spanish country in South America.
0: Yes, it's, it's it's the only English-speaking country in South America, <laughs> although some people also consider it the West Indies slash Caribbean. Anyway. What am I so- talking? <laughs> <laughs> shout out to all Guyanese people listening to this. <laughs> um, so Sherry is already biracial herself. And then there's Sean. So I, I've met quite a few of Sherry's you know ex-boyfriends in the past and i met sean and (laughs) sean is a white guy and i love sean to death but i don't know about i can't speak for anyone else in the family but i always give sean shit about him being white but i say with love all the time and when i first met sean i'm like shit i know what's going on here now growing up i was a huge beverly hills 90210 fan (laughs) And I remember in one of the episodes, one of the girls, she was – what was going on is there was some sort of cult. And these rich white guys was paying the cult leader to get these young pretty girls, kind of brainwash them into marrying these rich white guys. And the cult leader was at the center of everything. So when I met Sean and Sherry, um, there's a little bit of an age difference. And Sean is white, um, which that shouldn't matter, but whatever. Um, I'm like, shit, This guy, they're in a cult, first of all. <laughs> and Sean paid somebody a lot of money to brainwash Sherry. I'm
1: glad he I, that was worth a lot of money. That's, a, that's always a good thing.
0: Well, I didn't say how much money. but say, <laughs> you know, it Could have been like a 20 or something. But the thing was, uh, but I, I, even when I first met him, I thought Sean was a really cool guy. But I, still, I wasn't sold. Until our second encounter, and he was talking about Rocky, uh, the Rocky series, and he was talking about Star Wars. And I'm like... Yeah, I really don't think cult members talk about Rocky and Star Wars, but as Sean said the other day, he could have just been a really, really, really good cult member and disguising himself. So I don't know. I don't know if the if it's if it's the verdict is still out on that. I don't know. But Sean, how about you on your end? You had an interesting thing because you had to meet two sets of Sherry's family. One set is Puerto Rican. One set is Guyanese, which you don't belong to either. How is it for you?
2: Um, it was uh, very interesting, uh, to say the least. Um, my my big introduction to the family was actually at your wedding, which I thought was one of the it craziest was. things ever. <laughs> so if you don't know, Javed, he is Muslim. His wife, Seema, is Hindu. And so they wanted to bring both of that into the wedding, so what did they do? They go out and get a white Irish Catholic priest.
1: Naturally, because that just makes complete sense. <laughs> what else? That's all I've been missing.
2: <laughs> so that that was my first experience in the family, was going to that wedding, um, meeting Rob, and we'll leave his dirt buried. <laughs> so, um, but, no, I had a good time, you know. Y'all would go to me to dance, and I got out there and danced, you know. I just uh, – you know, I've I spent most of my life around different cultures all the time, you know. Um, in the military, we have a, a saying, you know, there's not black or white, there's green. There's just different shades. So um, to me, it's natural. I, I just like people and getting to know people. I like seeing their reactions sometimes, you know, especially when they think I'm a cult leader. Um, <laughs> but uh, it, it was a... Uh, It's, it's a lot of fun. I love seeing different cultures and and getting to know different cultures. Um, last year I went to Puerto Rico and that, that was a whole trip in and of itself and got to sit with one of Sherry's uncles who only spoke Spanish and only speak English. And you know, it went really good. We had a lot of moonshine and we we ended up having some great conversation.
0: Universal language,
2: right? That's
0: it. So, Sherry, I have to ask you, because um, obviously I don't know your full 100% past, but have you ever dated a, a, a white guy before?
1: This it. I was a white guy virgin.
0: He wow. broke it. So, so, <laughs> so when you go white, you stay white? I guess. I guess. That's the, so, that's the new thing. What was it for you? So did you even see... You know, Sean, as a white guy, or you just saw – you didn't see – you went – was it beyond that? And there's nothing wrong if you did see that or did you go beyond that to the person?
1: Well, I mean, obviously, essentially, I went beyond that because he convinced me to marry him. So, obviously, <laughs> at some point, I went beyond that. But <laughs> but initially, um I have to say – Cause I've never dated, to be completely honest with you, I've never even dated anybody that was lighter in skin complexion than myself. Right? So even if they were Hispanic or whatever, they were always darker than me. So it was a little like, I, I won't lie and don't, and say that I didn't see skin color because I most definitely did when I first met him and, and saw him in that capacity. I did
0: think to myself, but he's white. How is this going to work? <laughs> Why? Was it for you or your family, your parents or you? Like, what was it that about?
1: Well, there's a couple of things. So Sean is older than me. Um, we have a 12 year difference. So that was one. And then the, you know, him being white. And it I, I, it, it, was a combo. I, I kind of went through phases. So the first phase was kind of like, oh, man, like, what is my family or my, my parents or whatever? Or what are they going to think that I'm dating? An older person, right? And then, and then white. And then I don't think the white thing was really so much about my family or parents. It was more the age thing. For me, I think the race thing was more of a thing because I was thinking, is he going to understand? our culture, you know, when we, when we want to go and take a wine and go dance soca, is it going to be a big deal? Is he going to get it? You know what I mean? Like things like that will cross my mind. I know it sounds silly, but I I really did. Or if I want to go dance salsa, is he going to understand that? Like, it's totally acceptable and normal for women to go dance with, you know, other men in the, in the, in the, in the dance club. Right. Um, whether it's salsa or soca. So, you know, different things like that crossed my mind and I thought, Oh crap. I mean, is this even going to work? And then I'm not going to lie. The other thing is, is that does he have any swagger? Like, I mean, gotta have some swagger.
0: So years later I got (laughs) asked, does he, uh, he's looking like you better answer, right? All
1: right. Yeah. He did look at me. He looked at me like, yeah, say something, but real talk. Let me tell you something about about Sean. So so we met each other at a personal development workshop. And um, my friend and I, and a person that I met through the workshop, a friend of mine, um, Christine and I would would low-key call him privately amongst me, between me and her, we would call him White Chocolate
0: Preacher. Because... (laughs) WCP. What the hell? I'm gonna call you that from now on, just so you know. Right? Because he had
1: like that that preach. You never know, see like preachers in a movie that they speak in that cadence? You know, it's like right. I don't even, I can't even imitate it, but they speak in that cadence. And then he had swag, but it was like his own white boy slash a white guy. Yeah, it was like it was like his old thing, so we would call him White Chocolate Preacher. And we and me and her had this inside joke for a while until we started I started dating Sean and then I finally told him. But all the time we would look at
0: each other and be like WCP is up there, boop boop. <laughs> That's awesome. Now, here's a question for both of you guys. How did your 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 families take it? Um, were they, did they bring it up at all? Were they accepting, um, Sean on your end first, because Sherry obviously is not white. And I don't know if that's a big thing with your family. Um, you know, obviously she's half Spanish, um, half Guyanese and Sherry also on your end, how did your parents take it? So I'll start with Sean. For-
2: well, the nationality, um, ethnicity didn't really have that much. I mean, you know, my dad was in the military. He was all over the place. My Uncle Kenneth did a lot for me, trailblazing the way, which is, <laughs> is, is Latino women in his life.
0: Oh, yeah. In fact,
2: you know, like, he he would marry one, and if she died, he'd go back down to Columbia and get her cousin. And marry <laughs> her. Oh, my God. Not
0: just work his way down the line.
2: Yeah. So, you know, and, you know, my my uh, my first wife was half Filipino, so they know I, I like more the exotic look more than uh, – Anything else? Um, in all honesty, I do have to say, you know, they were a little bit on the edge because they thought Sherry was Muslim. You know, they're hardcore Christians, but they love Sherry to death. They love Jeff and Oz to death, and they love Danny to death. So, um, you know, I, I think what sums it up for me is I've been – all around the world, I've seen all sorts of people, and people are only racist, in my opinion, because they're they're ignorant. Because once they get to know whoever that person is, whatever nationality, whatever religion they are, like everything changes for people. They they realize they're just another person. Like you know, my my dad lived up in Lakeland, which was like redneck heaven um, yes, up there. <laughs> <laughs> and one of his best friends before he left was almost like a member of the family. Was this what? What nationality was he? He was a um, Jordanian, or yeah, I can't remember. But he's from the Middle East, somewhere. Yeah, I Just can't and remember. he was a, okay. a, a a Muslim too. So you know, um, people are people, man. People get over it, and then you know, it also comes down. I do my own thing, no matter what. So you can like it or leave it. I don't care. This is my life. So.
0: Exactly. I always have the philosophy like, listen, I pay my own bills until when you can start paying my bills, then you have a say in my life. Exactly. So I'm right with you. Cher, what about you? Your mom, Damaris, your dad, Jeff, your stepmother, Nas, how did they feel on the situation that, you know, you're with Sean? I know I understand, um, you know, he was a little bit older, but more specifically on him being white.
1: Uh, to be honest with you, I think the, the age thing was more of a thing than the, than the race thing. I don't recall any of, um, any of them blinking an eye about him being white. I really don't feel that at all. Now, when it came to my friends, then it was different. And I think because, you know, with my friends, I spend, I guess, more time with my, you know, like when my when I was dating, my exes and stuff were more around my friends than necessarily they were around my family, right? And so they were so used to me bringing... You know, whether it was an Indian guy or a Hispanic guy or a black man bringing, you know, that, you know, that that type of man around. So the first time that I brought Sean, I didn't say anything because I wanted
0: to see what the reaction was. That's (laughs) interesting. And what was it? They were just like, what the fuck? (laughs) Is he just really light skinned Spanish?
1: (laughs) No, I think they were crystal clear that he wasn't. (laughs) But they were just like, really, though, Sherry, a white boy? I'm like, yeah. They're like, wow. okay. I thought I seen everything, but all right. And I think it was not it was a place from racism. I think it was because they knew, you know, like what my type was and, and, and what fit into that. So Sean was outside of that bracket of what my quote unquote type was up until then.
0: Gotcha, and I mean Sean kind of put it well. Like uh, you know, I was going to ask you guys why do you think so many people are against it, and I I feel like if we're talking like eighties till now, the number has significantly gone down so much of people who are against it. Um, you look at the census, you look at polls and things like that. More and more people are accepting, and I think one of the reasons why is. As time goes on, it, there's going to be a time eventually that every single person I feel is going to be biracial. It's just, it's going to eventually, because everyone is mixing and, you know, it's very hard to fight someone that's just pure one thing. It's, you know, what do you guys, what do you guys feel about that?
1: I, I think, I think right now, um, the, the cover may seem that it's pure, if, if, if you will, but, but in reality, people are not as, pure quote-unquote than as they think they are you know I think a lot of times that's why I think these DNA tests are super fun because I think a lot of times people think oh no I'm you know I'm this I'm that I'm my family's Irish or or whatever they think they are and then they get their DNA test and they have all kinds of stuff including African in their lineage and and so I think one it's it's a place where people don't even know that they are already mixed. But I definitely think we're going to come to a place where everybody is like mulatto, what we call mulatto in the Hispanic world, which is like that caramel colored, you know, like that mixed skin tone, because I think everyone's just going to be in, inter integrated together. What do you think?
2: Well, I, I think it's interesting whether, you know, you believe in um, a creator or you believe in evolution everybody seems to think that that we came from a certain set of individuals, you know, that the cradle of life was basically Persia or Iran. And if you, so if you go back that far, then, yeah, we're all of the same lineage. Now, it's, it, it's just funny because it's going to end up going back to that. You know, I, I think um, – I really do think that our pigmentation and our differences in our physicality comes from our environment. You know, I mean, if you look all around the world where certain types of people were supposed to be from, right, the, the, the darker people were from, you know, more of the equator area, the jungle area, and it gets light when you go in both directions, um, you know, if if you look at the history of man, you you started the the, the cradle of civilization is is Iran, and then it, you know some of them went down to Africa, and the other went over you know to the Indo uh, Indo European you know sector you know which is you know right above uh, where where India is today, and that's. Actually, where the first white people started popping up was right around there in the Caucasus Mountains. That's where they get the name Caucasian from. So for, for people to really think that they were all that different, it's, it's kind of crazy. I think it's just more of a evolutionary adaptive thing with skin and hair and, and, and all those things that we have that we see different. But if you look at the other 95% of our makeup as human beings, you know, blood, bones, sinew, organs, all that stuff, you know, it's just like anything else. We have more in common than we do apart.
0: Yeah, what you says make a lot of sense. I mean, that's a very scientific standpoint you have there. So, um, yeah, I can definitely get behind that. Now, uh, I don't know if this has really affected you guys in particular. But I'm sure it's affected a lot of interracial couples. Have you guys ever had anything where, uh, anything derogatory, even who just looks and stares? And I know it's a little hard for you guys because, again, you have a little bit of the age difference. So you don't even know if people are looking because of the age difference or they're looking because of the, the, the interracial difference. But have you guys gone through any sort of thing like that? Well, first of all, I always think people are looking at me.
1: So. Oh, oh, God. <laughs> oh my God. W.C.P. <laughs> is in the house. White
2: chocolate, babe.
0: That's that Nestle.
2: No, I mean, you know, I, I to be honest, I really don't think about things like that too much. It's possible you know um i had coach a long time ago and and one of the things i said is um that really stuck with me is what other people think or say about me is none of my business so i really don't care
1: yeah i um i haven't really um I can't say I've really experienced anything with Sean in that capacity. I can say though, there's times that I experience being treated better than I than I think I would have if I wasn't with him.
0: Obviously, that's my white <laughs> pass.
1: And oh, it's Lord. funny because on This Is Us, that, I don't know if you watched that show, job, but on This Is Us, they had a segment. So like one of the characters, one of the brothers, he's white and he's dating, um, a black female and they go into like a convenience store or something and the cashier is white and she, um, kind of was like dismissing the black girlfriend until the, and, and the white boyfriend was completely oblivious to it. And, um and, and you know, he made a comment to her, like, do you want these chips or whatever he said to her. And then the, the cashier realized they were together. And all of a sudden the cashier, like, stepped back and started being nice to the lady. And the black girl on the show, the character, was kind of upset at the white boyfriend that he didn't even, like, realize or notice um, that she was being treated differently. So I want to ask you, Sean, because I don't ever ask you that. Have you ever had that experience or ever noticed that?
2: Um, <laughs> were they treated you differently? Because, well, like, first of all, I wouldn't have like a, a frame of reference. I mean, I don't think I've ever walked in when somebody was treating you like garbage, and because I walked in and put my arm around you, they treated you better. So I mean, I can't really say. I mean. Mm-hmm
0: what about you have you ever seen that jay yeah hell yeah what do you mean we were all together we went to Chili's. you got like you guys you guys have short term memory. we went to Chili's a few weeks ago and we were waiting forever for a table what did i say i'm like yo sean get front and center they need to see a white person sean really? went in the front, not you were on, there i was on the phone when that happened oh, oh yeah not even that. sean how long like two minutes and we got a table what like that
2: well why do you got to make that about white but just Why because it was,
0: what,
2: it was my presence. It was <laughs> oh
0: my presence. God. they were like, oh man, there's a white guy here. Damn. <laughs> hey, Too hey. Minutes.
2: Sometimes it's it's just who you are when you walk in. You know what I'm aye, saying? Aye, aye. <laughs>
0: that <laughs> presence, huh? But I did have the
1: opposite opposite experience with an ex. Um. So sorry, babe. But um. An ex and I, um, an ex that I dated in Oklahoma. So I went to, I went to, um, college in Oklahoma for a couple of years. And that was a freaking rude awakening as far as like the level of racism that was in our country. Like I didn't really, I grew up in two big cities, you know, I grew up in New York and in the South Florida, Florida, Miami area. So I was kind of in a bubble in, in regards to like the Midwest and, you know, the stuff that people talk about um in in that way, um and when I moved out there, I mean shit was real like I mean we w- he was black by the way, and we would walk into a restaurant, just a regular ra- random restaurant, and people would literally stop and stare at us like as, as if they'd never seen an interracial couple or I don't know what it was. I heard all kind of racial hey, are so hot, yeah like- no. i don't think so and and that was my first experience that that i was like holy crap i mean it's 2000 whatever year it was i think it was like seven because it was right before obama ran um and i was just thinking i can't believe it's 2006 2007 and people are literally staring as if they've never seen an interracial couple before like this is freaking crazy
0: yeah it's pretty sad i think there's always gonna be people like that even when we look In the future 2027, I think we're still going to have that. But if we could just jump into the time machine real quick and go back to the 60s, there was a couple – this is just a little history lesson for our listeners – Richard and Mildred Loving. And they were an interracial couple and uh, they lived in Virginia. And at that time, interracial marriages were illegal uh, in Virginia. So what they did was they went to Washington, D.C., which it was legal there to get married. They got married. They came back to Virginia and although it was legal in Washington DC, it was not in Virginia to co you know, cohabitat as as interracials, and they were put in jail. And eventually they went to, this whole thing went to su- the Supreme Court in nineteen sixty seven, uh like seventy years later, it was overturned. And uh that's how interracial marriages became you know, passed and became like it was OK, you know, OK to to do. And I think they even have a day named after remember, it's in June. They call it Loving Day. Um, but yeah, th- this was the the couple that not uh, just okay, it's
2: constitutional. That's what the Supreme Correct. Court the ruling was, is that marriage is a constitutional right.
0: Right. Which was, you know, huge because that paved the way for couples such as you guys and, and all, all couples before and after you guys in, in that same sense. So what I want to do right now. Let's play. I want to play a little game, and I have some some facts about interracial marriages, and I want to see I want to see who who's gonna get the most points. So, you guys are the married couple. So I want you guys to come up with what the what the winner gets. I don't know how how your how your household works, the chores. (laughs) But I do want to hear I do want to hear what what the stakes are. That's what I want to hear. Hmm. Um, Let's try to keep it PG, by the way, if possible. If possible, fine.
1: I want a back rub and a foot rub. Okay. 60 minutes long.
2: No. <laughs> Ain't nothing worth 60 minutes.
1: What? Well, okay, something. Okay, let's, let's see what you say about that at a different time.
0: Nothing worth 60 minutes. Bam. Oh. <laughs> That's the Puerto Rican side. I'll tell you that right now. I it feisty, feisty. Mm. <laughs> so she, she gets a back and foot rub, and what do you get, Sean, if you win?
2: You, if you see my dogs, I'll do the same.
0: <laughs> oh. God, Jesus Christ. Good <laughs> luck to you, Sheriff. <laughs>
1: I know. I'm going to need a mask and, and a biohazard suit and stuff.
0: So I'm going to take turns to ask you – I'm going to ask both of you guys the same exact question, but I'll take turns with who I start first. And uh, if it's number-related, whoever gets closest, obviously we get the point. So the first question is, in today, you know, 2018 – Approximately what percent of married couples are interracial? I start since she a woman. We'll go ladies first.
1: Wow, that's kind of sexist, but okay.
0: Uh, <laughs> what the hell? This is a, this is. A, I'm trying to say ladies first, and she's calling me sexist. This is 2018. Jesus, <laughs> uh, it's
1: a lose lose. Okay, what percentage are interracially in marriages? Um, sixty five percent.
2: So is this like uh, um, whoever's closest?
0: Sure. If you go over, I don't care. Whoever's closest, period. <laughs> what are you gonna say? One?
2: Nah. No. Um, <laughs> I mean, I would actually like to think it was higher, but I think I even think I'm going with the high number at fifteen percent.
0: Sean gets it super close, seventeen percent. So it's basically one out of every six couples are interracial. So that's a point for Shaw Sizzle and his his big dogs. (laughs) So here's the the next question. Um, If we're looking at four particular races, African-American, white, Asian, and Hispanic, of those four races, what race is most highly likely to marry someone from a different race? I'll start with Sean first. African-American, Caucasian, Asian, and Hispanic. African-American.
1: Cher, That's what you I agree? Would, I yeah, I would have said the same thing.
0: Both you guys are wrong. It's actually, and this was surprising as hell to me. Hispanic? It, no, it's actually Asian. 29% marry outside their ethnicity. which Really? Is, wow. Almost one out of every three, which I found very sh- shocking. Now, on the flip side, I'll go to Cher and ask this first what percentage of a race marries someone of a different race the least?
1: What percentage of a race? I don't, can you say that again?
0: Yeah, what race marries the least out of their ethnicity? Oh, Same four race? races.
1: Um, damn, I would have probably said Asian before, but obviously we know that's not true. So, um, Hispanic?
2: I'm gonna say, uh, Indian. No. Um, Hispanic.
0: So I think you both guys, both of you guys said Hispanic, correct? Yes. Yeah. Actually, you both are incorrect. As a matter of fact, Hispanic is number two. 27% of Hispanics marry someone outside their race. This was like the easiest one. The percentage of the race that marries the least out of their um, ethnicity is wh- a white, Caucasian. It's 11% wow. marry Someone from a different race today. Wow. Sean is not part of that 11%. Clearly, (laughs) clearly. Now, um, here's another interesting one. I have no idea why this is so, but I thought it was interesting. What state has the largest number of interracial newlyweds today? And I believe it's Sean's turn, and it's one zip still, I believe.
2: What state has the biggest number of interracial newlyweds today? I would have to say... Valley.
1: Um what state I would probably say California too, but because you said that I wanna keep picking the same thing, so let's go with
0: my home state New York. No,
1: isn't.
0: Actually correct <laughs> and this is a total <laughs> shocker to me. It's like out of left field Forty two percent of newlyweds in Honolulu, Hawaii are mixed race which is really shocking and number 2 is vegas with 31%. Wow.
2: What
0: do you guys think about that?
2: Well, Vegas is a huge melting pot and Honolulu, Hawaii, like how many of those are are natives though. So, you know, I mean, a lot of people want to move to Hawaii.
1: Yeah, and, and uh, I honestly there's a large large this kind of surprised me when I heard this, but there's a large um Puerto Rican population in in in, in
0: Hawaii for whatever reason. Mhm. And uh, the last one that I have here, when we're talking specifically of people with high school diplomas or people with college diplomas, I'm not really sure why this matters. I think I can think of a reason, but the stat is there. What do you think the difference is from people with a high school diploma that marry someone from a different race versus percentage of people with a college degree that marry someone with a different race? What is the margin of difference? Start with Cher first, and this is the last question, by the way.
1: Um, the margin of difference, I would say maybe um a twenty five percent higher margin for people in college.
0: And Sean,
2: I would say uh, fifteen for people in college.
0: Sean's actually closest, uh, fourteen percent. Him and his dogs are actually gonna take this one. Oh my God! God have mercy on your soul and your fingers.
1: We'll do a whole uh, show on how
0: that went out. <laughs> just audio clips. Um, so it's fourteen percent of high school uh, high school grads are with someone uh, of a different ethnicity, and nineteen percent for college uh, college uh, students who have graduated. So it's a five percent difference. Now, does that is that just a fact, or does that say something that you know almost one in every five uh, in an interracial relationship are college. You know, students. Is there a reason behind that or is it just
2: well I, I think the first thing is is like when you get to a college and university with well, the way it used to be is people used to go away you know away you know from their families away from their homes and actually get to to meet a lot different people than they may never have met in the past mm-hmm. whereas if you know if if it, if you don't go to college, you tend to hang out with your high school buddies and your, your same crowd and, and kind to, you know, to be around what you already know and, and things like that. And a lot of times is, you know, uh, you grow up with the people around you and you get married to somebody around you unless you, you go out and expand your horizons. So.
0: Any thoughts on sure? Yeah. I mean, pretty much
1: the same thing. Just, um, you know, uh, I think, Education, especially college education, is a little bit similar to um, being in the travel industry, where you just get to meet different people. You have access to different cultures. You have experiences with different cultures that you may have not necessarily had in your hometown, especially if you came from a smaller place. So I think that people's horizons, like Sean said, just widen up and, you know, they, they may discover that
0: jungle fever, baby. <laughs> so, so, one thing we didn't really talk about, and I just want to touch on it. Um, I don't know what your guys' plans are, but just for anyone um, that may have kids and their kids are biracial. Share, you're actually a product of that. What What advice would you give to your child? You know, your child. Your child is going to be a whole slew of stuff. I mean, they're going to be. I don't know if I'm correct on this, but they're going to be fifty percent. Caucasian, twenty five percent Guyanese, twenty five percent Puerto Rican. Mm-hmm. What do you tell them?
1: I mean, I don't I don't know if I would say anything at first. Um just because you know, why 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 make lines and boundaries for something that I don't have to call upon it? Um I'll say for myself, coming from a, a from a place of experience, um if I see that my child feels like for me, I felt like I didn't belong in any specific place, right? I didn't belong with the Guyanese Indian people. I didn't belong with the Hispanic people. I wasn't enough or full for either side. So I felt like more misplaced more than anything. I didn't know where I belong. And it wasn't until... Now, honestly, in recent years, that I'm starting to come to terms, I belong in me, like that I'm unique in my own self, um, and that surpasses my skin color and and my race and all that in my background, and just being good and being one with who I am as a being is much more important than where I
0: belong. That's deep. I like
2: that. I agree. Sizzle. It's, it's like uh, what MLK Jr. said, you know let people be judged by the content of the character and not the context of their skin
0: i have to ask what do you guys say to someone like myself i i i feel like i am very far from racist i feel like i am open and accepting of every sort of relationship but what do you say to someone like myself that um, I in obviously I'm married now, but in the past I dated all races, all 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 colors, etc. But in the back of my head, I always knew that I had to marry someone—not had, but I wanted to marry someone that was other, either Guyanese or Trinidadian, meaning wh- like you know, kind of the West Indian side of things. And for me, the main reason was I want—I didn't want there to be a huge cultural difference. I wanted my significant other to understand my culture, understand. The music, understand the the food, because I'm so big in all of that, um, and I felt like if I were to go past that, beyond lot, beyond those lines, there would be kind of a culture gap that that I, that I didn't want to take the time out to teach or learn someone else's. I, I guess that's selfish, you know, selfish of me. But what do you say to someone like that?
2: First of all, I said bravo, right on, like you're clear with what you wanted, and you went with that. That's not racist that's that's just knowing what you want and and being okay with that and we all get to be okay with that too now, if you go around treating other people of you know different ethnicities or you know whatever religion you know sexual preference you know what whatever it is like there's there's something less then then that's something else, but I think what everybody needs to do. Is, is be honest with what's right for you and what works for you.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if I completely – it's not that I disagree with what Sean said. It's just – um you know, fortunately you met someone. I love Seema. She's awesome. I think she's a great um, life partner for you. Um, and I think you guys work well together, but let's say she, you know, like she didn't exist and and she wasn't around. I'm kind of like, in one way, it's like cool that you were clear and you knew what you wanted, but then it kind of like sad, would sadden me, if you were single, you might close yourself off to a person that might be be excel beyond your expectations just because
0: not really i've just been a whore okay. good job yeah i'm being real i even told him i'm like if things ever don't god forbid don't work out with us i'm done like i'm just gonna you know back in like my college days that's just gonna be me yeah
2: and no. again bravo if you're being hey. true to you <laughs> like stop stop Looking for, you know, uh, acceptance and everything from somebody else. Be true to you. You know, on, on the day you close your eyes for good, ain't nobody gonna be like caring what you did on this planet. You know, this is, this is your shot to do what you gotta do for you. And, you know, ain't nobody else gonna live it for you. Ain't nobody else have, have to pay the prices for what you do. It's,
0: it's all on you. Wise words from white man. (laughs) WCB,
1: baby. (laughs) Um, So I have a question for you, Jay. Um, Yes. What was your or what do you think your or our family's perspective was when I brought Sean into the family or I introduced him and I brought him around? I mean, I know besides the cult leader thing, what do you think our family's expectation or, you know, beliefs or thoughts were?
0: I think what you said, one hundred percent. I don't think everyone and anyone really gave a damn that Sean is white. Uh, personally, I, if they did, I, I never heard anything honestly. But I think it was more the age difference than than the white thing. I don't think anyone really cared that Sean – I know I didn't I didn't care. Um, but I, you know, I, there's a there's a thing that people have to understand with guy with Guyanese people and anyone who's Guyanese out there, or or really it's a big West Indian thing. There's always. Not necessarily that the old generation are racist, but they're only used to one thing. Because, like, growing up in Guyana, for example, mm. Guyana really only has two sort of, uh, uh you know, two sort of races. Mm-hmm. There's smaller, you know, there's other races, but very, very small percentage, maybe less than 1%. It's predominantly Indian or black. And anything outside of that, it's like, and the, when you're growing up in Guyana, 60s, 70s, 80s, you grew up to like, Okay, you're, you're, we're not really supposed to get, like, Indians are not supposed to get along with blacks, and blacks are not supposed to get along with Indians. It's a thing that goes on till now. Whenever, for example, someone that's black is the prime minister, all the Indians are rioting. When someone Indian is prime minister, all the black people are rioting. I know, isn't so that crazy? It's an ongoing thing, unfortunately, but, um, so i i don't think our family though living here most of our family have been living here for decades so i think they've grown accustomed to you know american lifestyle and 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 things such as interracial relationships and marriage and um i don't think anyone really cared that sean was white to be honest not mm-hmm. that i know of
1: yeah i didn't i didn't i didn't, I didn't really get that feeling either as a matter of fact
0: um what about your puerto rican side
1: same thing, kind of like my friends, just surprised that he happened to be white, not from a place of racism, just a place of that's not what I dated before, you know, Um, because to be honest with you, my mom's side, everybody likes skin tones that are the darker persuasion, like all of the women on my mom's side like that. So I was kind of like, I'm definitely um the black sheep or I guess white sheep, so to speak, <laughs> on my
2: mom's side. <laughs>
0: So one um, final question for you both. What advice, tips can you give someone that's in your situation but that may not necessarily be having such an easy time as you guys and that's going through some hardships and, and getting the derogatory comments and getting the dirty looks? What advice can you give to help a couple in that situation? Sean?
2: Well, first of all, again, this is your life. Stop worrying about what other people are saying or doing. You know, you're going home with this woman every night, you're, you're building your life with this woman, you're traveling with this woman, you're, you're doing things with this woman, you're sharing yourself with this woman. So anything else outside really don't matter. Secondly is take every opportunity as an opportunity to, to end racism and the way you end racism, education and connection. So, you see somebody like that, go up and start a conversation with them. Go, go be with them. Let them get to know you. Let them get to see you and, and see who you are and, and who your, your partner is. And with that, like you, you just kill all, all that noise of their, their ignorance because now they're, they're both connected
0: to you and educated by you because they know who you are and what you are. Very well said, my friend. Sherry, anything to add?
1: Uh, I would add for that couple to get grounded, to get grounded individually and to get grounded together as a couple. And what I mean by that is I even um, have to check myself. I'm, I'm going to be completely honest. There's when with being with Sean, I've I've never been with someone that is so open um especially to different races. And albeit a lot of people think, you know, white people, you know, he's a white guy, so how could he be? He's the complete opposite. And I even realized through his reflection how more racist I am than he is sometimes. And I think it's important for, for the couple to individually get grounded, get grounded on their own stereotypes, judgments, and stuff of different races so they can really be one with that and – um, work through those things individually and together as a couple so they can then move forward in what like what Sean was saying and being able to be with other people in such a way where they don't see race, but it's important for that couple to really get clear on it. Cause I don't, I think sometimes, um, I know for myself, I do reverse racism and I say, damn white people, they always think they're this or they're that. And I'm like, and I'm literally telling this to Sean and I know he's probably looking at me like, what the hell? Like, (laughs) yeah,
0: that's a whole nother topic. I feel like it's so, um, desensitized. I mean, I probably say literally every other sentence to Sean, some sort of comment like that, but it's so desensitized, but i i i I'm, I'm assuming he understands obviously it's a joke um you know i don't seriously mean half the things i say and everyone knows that about me but yeah i think it, it you know something like that is desensitized but i think you both put it in perspective really well um this was a really fun episode um do you guys have anything else to add before we go to the close me just love all body Share, <laughs> sure,
1: can you translate um for aka for all the people that don't have west indian or guyanese friends that was sean trying to speak in a guyanese accent saying he loves
0: everybody <laughs> wonderful any other closing statements from you guys no i'm good Go sean i really want to thank you so much bro for joining us um you know i thank you both for for kind of putting your relationship on the spotlight Um, you know, thank you so much for being on. Obviously, we're gonna, before we end the show, the last segment, you're gonna, you know, join us again with the ripple effect. But before we get to that, any last things you want to share with the uh, audience?
2: Yeah, you're welcome. And, uh, there's a space opening up in my cult if you want to join. What
0: do you got to do? What's like, tell me what's the registration process?
2: (laughs) You got to get a young girl.
0: No, you got to bleach your skin. (laughs)
1: Oh, shit, I'm. (laughs)
0: Man, I can say something right now, but that would turn the family upside down. Yo, upside. I'm, trying to set, I'm trying to set the tone.
1: i was trying but, to, no, trying to get me not you go in there, there yo. to jump in let there. Me not, I'm let
2: not me going not. there either, but I think somebody in your family is going that route. So. <laughs> We're
0: going to stop that conversation right now. Um, I'm sure I'm going to get phone calls tomorrow or oh, whenever this episode drops. But anyway, um, Sherry, go ahead and tell the people where they can see, find you. Yes, yeah, so you can find me on uh, on
1: Twitter, Instagram, Sharita um,
0: Sunshine, all one word. And I can be reached on Twitter as well at the P1JB. That's at T H E P1JB. You can also tweet us at the show, and that's uh, also on Twitter at the Naked. Uh, I'm sorry, at Naked Mindset Pod on Twitter, or you can email us the Naked Mindset. At gmail.com. Um, go ahead and tweet us, email us, show us the love. Um, we appreciate all the feedback we're getting. Really, really appreciate it. And we just want to thank everybody for listening to another episode. Tune in for our episode next week. Sean, once again, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Sherry, thank you both. Love you guys. Love Have you, too. Have a great night.
2: Be like water, my friends. The ripple effect. Good evening, everybody. This is Sean Sizzle with the ripple effect. And as most of you will find out, uh, one of my major heroes in my life is Bruce Lee. Um, He was being interviewed, and the interviewer asked him a question. He said, Bruce, do you think of yourself as Chinese or North American? And Bruce just looked at him and said, you know, I want to think of myself as a human being. Because I don't want to sound, as as Confucius said, man, but under the sky, under the heaven, there is but one family. It just so happened that people are different. And and Bruce did a lot of things in in his short time here on Earth. Um, The biggest that everybody knows him for is teaching martial arts over here in the United States to white people. But what they didn't know was that he was a big proponent of treating everybody with unity and respect and to give them the tools to empower each other. So what I would say, we need to celebrate our differences, celebrate them in a way as they are a gift for us. They are not something for to be judged by or to judge others by, but realize that we all are one family under this earth. And we all matter. So when you go out in this world, don't apologize for who you are. Accept who you are, love who you are, and other people will love and accept you. Just be you and do you. Love y'all, one love.